Welcome to Unique Careers, Unique Lives. This is a show and I'm on a quest. A quest to find how people get unstuck and create unique careers, unique lives. Every week I interview a guest to find their answer. Will you join me? Let's begin! In this episode, my guest is Ceren Süngü Kalpaklıoğlu. Ceren is an entrepreneur and she is the founder of Pebbler, which helps travelers earn money carrying items in their luggage. Ceren will tell you more about that and also her journey of transitioning from someone working in the corporate environment to an entrepreneur and starting her own business. Without further ado, let's go to the conversation with Ceren. Ceren, tell me, you have a thing going on, a very exciting thing going on. Can you tell me a bit about what you are doing right now? Well, I'm very happy to meet you finally. We've been trying to arrange this for some time. And uh, right now, I, I am um, working for Pabler, which uh, I am the founder of. So Pabler is helping e-commerce sites sell cross-borders with the help of travelers. And travelers earn money while carrying these items. And the products are coming directly from the e-commerce site's warehouse. So uh, they don't have any um, drugs or illegal items or imitational products. So um, people, the travelers, can trust the items, uh, what the, the items have, uh, because they are already coming from the e-commerce site's own warehouse. So I'm glad, glad to uh, found uh, Pabler. Uh, and uh, it's been like almost one year and uh, three months right now. So um, leaving a career behind and trying to set up my own business is always a challenge, but I'm really very happy to share it with you. That's amazing. You are the first founder of a startup that I'm hosting in this podcast. So I'm wondering what made you start a startup? Well, actually, uh, I have had an experience of 12 years in commercial firms like LVMH, like um, Schenker Arcas, or some local wine companies. Uh, I used to work for business development or marketing manager. It was awesome, actually. I mean, ha- having an experience in uh, these kind of big companies, uh, learning a lot. It was a super experience. Uh, I mean, it was awesome to have this experience. However, I was always trying to find my own company. Um, I, I had some uh, trials, actually. I did try to uh, found some other um, companies before. Um, however, I failed. So I'm not the one who just started a business and um, reached the success in the first time. Uh, but it's just like uh, we've, I've, I've failed like a lot almost 10 times I just I was working at the same time I was trying to help my friends um, and um, we were trying to be co-founders and stuff Um, but finally last year I said okay um, why not I start up my own business so uh, it was the beginning of 2018 actually so I, I had some trials before Uh, but I went to San Francisco and there I had the opportunity to meet Guy Kawasaki and I asked him what is 
uh, I mean, where the world is going right now? What is innovation? And um, he just gave me one minute and he stated that if you were asking this question to me in 90s, I would have given you the answer of um, do something that is a hardware. If, if you were asking this question in the 2000s, then I would be saying you do something about like a social media. But if you're asking this right now, do something uh, depending on shared economy, which is a disruptive innovation. So uh, actually I was super excited about this shared economy, which millennials also pay attention a lot. So uh, I started to um, research about it. And right now, Pabler is a kind of, uh, depending on shared economy. Um, so we are helping travelers earn money while renting their luggages. Uh, so they can uh, travel anywhere they want to go. And by renting their luggage, they can even travel for free. So this is, uh, this motivates me a lot, just having an impact on, on uh, someone's life even uh, sharing some different cultures, it's, it's awesome to have. I think shared economy term might not be so known for some people. For me, it's also a bit of a question mark. Can you give a bit of background what that means? Sure. Actually, like this disruptive innovation is just coming from uh, like, you all know Airbnb or Uber or that type of uh, companies that, that let you share your belongings. So uh, the other people who uh, want to buy those things can rent it uh, for a period of time and they don't have to own it and they can still use it and they can still have the ability to, to, uh, to, to have it uh, for, for a period of time. So it's like uh, disrupt, Uber is disrupting the taxis. So Airbnb is disrupting a hotel business. So um, coming to Pavler, it's sharing your luggage while you are traveling. Hmm. Thank you very much for the explanation. So you met with Guy Kawasaki and he told you do something with shared economy. How did you come up to this idea that you created Pavler? Actually, um, I mean, when the uh, event was over and when he told me this uh, shared economy, uh, I was going back to my country and um, while traveling back, uh, one of the luggages was belonging to me and the other luggage was to my friends and to my mom's friends and even to my aunts and everybody else. So, um, and it was heavy, to be honest. And I was just trying to hold that to the counter and um, to, to make the guy uh, waited at the airport. And I said, okay, here is like almost a hundred uh, packages that my mom wanted. So uh, if I earn like $10 for each of these items, I could have uh, earned like $1,000. I quit job and I was actually trying to get every single penny that I can get. I was searching for the coupons. I was searching for um, like the, the, the cheapest plane tickets, uh, all like cold surfings, hostels and stuff while I was traveling. And I was coming back from America. It, it's, it was like 14 hours flight. So all that 14 hours, I couldn't sleep. 
I was just thinking about this idea. If there is any legal approval for this, if there can be like, how can we sell? How can we just um, arrange a marketing plan uh, overall? And is this a real shared economy or am I just trying to uh, get every single penny in my luggage or something like that? So actually, when I come um, back to my country, uh, my husband is a lawyer. I asked him if we can do this legally, uh, and he said no. So I'm glad that he said. <laughs> I'm glad that he <laughs> he said no because, like, us female founders are always eager to to have this um, feedback as no because we dig a lot more. And uh, I did research with six different uh, Turkish local uh, legal firms. Uh, thanks to Founder Institute, uh, I had the opportunity to meet with um, a legal advisor in London, in Germany, in New York. And uh, these are companies like 175 years old company. McCarter was our partner in New York. So... I'm glad to to have um, have MacArthur with us. Uh, we did every single detail. Uh, we researched everything, and right now, Pavler is legally approved, uh, both in uh, European Union, in England, and in in uh, in the States as well. Uh, adding to this, of course, Turkey uh, is doing this business too. So um, coming to Founder Institute, since I mentioned their name, um, if I mean, the people who are listening to, to your podcast, I think uh, Founder Institute is, is the one that if, if anyone trying to change their career, um, but having a, a commercial background, it's very important um, to, to start or try Founder Institute. Um, you have to enter an examination first, uh, like you're entering a university or, or a college. Um, and if you pass their exam, they give you a three months course. And there you learn everything to have your own company. How can you do a customer validation? How can you do sales? How can you do marketing? What is growth? How can you just um, establish your own business? They give you um, free of charge mentorships. When I'm stepping up, I was just uh, very lucky that I uh, found Founder Institute. And uh, I am a graduate of Founder Institute. And also maybe um, if you know Udemy, uh, Udemy is also uh, a Founder Institute graduate. So I definitely highly recommend this accelerator program. Uh, so that people can uh, start their own business, uh, not alone. At what stage did you join Founder Institute? Actually, at the very early stage. So I, I just had this idea, uh, but I was not sure if I can manage to do this. So uh, I also had two more ideas. One of them was with a famous Turkish uh, newspaper article writer, and uh, trying to make something more like um, food-based business. And uh, the other one is Pabler. And uh, I was not sure which one uh, I should go and focus on more uh, because everybody has ideas. I mean, we all, every day, at least we see something. And if there is a problem, uh, we want to solve that. And if you are 
really solving a problem, then it's very easy to find customers. So, and if, if you find customers, obviously you can uh, establish your business quite fast and uh, it's a little bit less painful. Um, so in Founder Institute, I even um, decided that Pabler is the right idea to focus on. So even if you don't have no idea, they show you how to find an idea regarding your background, your skills at what you want to do and uh, the market objectives and stuff. Uh, so you don't have to even have an idea to, to join Founder Institute. Mm. How did you first, in the first place, went to US and meet uh, Guy Kawasaki? I was wondering. <laughs> Well, actually, that was, um, okay, uh, if there's one thing that I learned um, being an entrepreneur is uh, you have to hustle a lot. And if you are a hustler, you are a winner. So, um, okay, what happened was um, I, um, I was invited there by a female funder um, who is a member of 500 startups. Uh, I pitched there and um, I couldn't win. So, uh, but she said, okay, that was a good pitch. And there's this guy Kawasaki event where I hold this uh, invitation letter. I'll not be able to go. So if you want, here is the letter, you can go. And I went there. It was in Nostak Entrepreneur Center in San Francisco. So it was like 150 people were there. And... Um, like I was watching Madonna, I was watching Guy Kawasaki and I was like, he was a true inspiration for me. And uh, by the end of the, um, the event, he was saying bye. As I see people over TV that are just running um, towards uh, Madonna or that kind of uh, the pop star and trying to give a hug to her. So I was like one of them. I was just, I find myself running through the stage. <laughs> and I was just saying, can we have a selfie, please? I'm coming here for, for just for you and stuff like that. So uh, luckily, I managed to go on the stage. Uh, he handshaked and uh, we did have our selfies. And I asked him, when you are hustling, I advise all of the, the listeners that please do know who you are talking to before you go to the, um, the presentation or to the place do a very deep research and if there is anything that you want to ask uh be prepared so if you ever get a chance ask him this the, the direct question because they don't have much time so it was the right question i guess so i get my response and uh, i'm happy that he was super straightforward and uh it took him one minute to give me this answer and it changed my life so uh, I think it's just like uh, hustling is not enough, but prepared before hustling is the key. That was the journey actually for me with Guy Kawasaki. That's a great story. So from a question and an answer, it gave you this idea that you implemented and created your own startup, which is working great right now. So I was also wondering how did you make the transition from working in the corporate world to having your own startup. I believe there were stages and you said, I felt that you said already that you had multiple 
startup trials which failed while you were still working, if I understood that correctly. That is correct. Actually, what I was trying to do was, um, while I was working, I was always trying to do some uh, new branches in the company itself. So, for instance, I... um, while I was working in Schenker Arkas, I asked Mr. Arkas uh, if we can make uh, like importation of, of, of the wines that right now we're, we're selling the local wine. So if we can do another importation, he said, yes. Then we started our own company, another company, let's say. That was like one of the startups that I had. Of course, it was not my company. I was not a member uh, or a shareholder, but it was my project to do that. So Mr. Arkas and um, one of the gourmet writers did own a company and we tried to run it. And we did augmented reality, uh, which is like when you go to a shop, you can show the uh, label of the product. Uh, and in the application, you can see with which food, which wine can be paired or something like that, the ingredients or, or very detailed explanation about the product. That was one of my first projects. I was at the same firm, and but it was like uh, trying to find another company. So another one was like one of my friends said, you, have, you always have ideas. So I, I want to find my own company. So what do you think that I should do? I said, there is a problem of females. Uh, when we are preparing our bags, we always lose something. And it's very difficult to find an item in, in our bag. So why don't you do some kind of separations in the back? So he invented that. And uh, he also get a patent on it. So right now, actually, um, he still owns the brand. So, um, I mean, it failed as well because we couldn't manage to sell much. Uh, however, it was also another idea of mine, which my friend did, actually. So these are the things first I tried to do. But the biggest failure I had was when I left the business. The corporate life uh, was behind me. I also uh, ended all of my, uh, I mean, I did give some, uh, I mean, I was in the advisory board of some uh, Turkish local companies as well. And I quit all of those too. So I was alone trying to do what what I want to do. And uh, that food business that I tried, it also failed. Like six months, I worked for nothing. Uh, but there I had the opportunity to meet with very good developers and I had some uh, network right now who are still having an impact on, on Tabler. I'm glad that I failed a lot. So those were my, my journey, actually. I was wondering, so what I heard from you saying is that like failure is actually contributed uh, because you met people who later became parts of your new company. But did the the first step, like leaving everything behind and going like, okay, I'm going to start my business. This is a huge step. I'm wondering how did you decide? How did you say, okay, now this is what I'm doing and I'm going to leave everything behind and I'm putting all my hopes and dreams and effort into my business? Well, it happens like... um in 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 my perspective i think it was just like doing that bold move takes just one second uh but like picasso said it's just like taking five minutes to paint a picture but like an experience of uh, 45 years so 
it was like the same for me as well. So I was working like 12 years. And if I didn't decide that day, uh, then I knew that I will never have the chance to take that step. So what happened was I always tried to find new things. I was always into learning stuff. So when I feel that I'm doing the same thing again and again, I am not happy and I just want to change things. And uh, the thing that I really wanted was to have an experience in an international firm, which was LVMH for me. And uh, thanks to them, I learned a lot. However, in the, 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 uh, I mean, uh, it was in May, I guess. I see that I'm doing the same again. And I, I see that there is a huge opportunity if I can manage to take this risk. To be honest, I was uh, okay with the uh, monetary issues and I was already giving some um, advice uh, to, to some local companies as well. I mean, I have the opportunity to give. Uh, I was not working uh, at the same time while I was working with LVMH. So I see that I can um, have the opportunity to create something new, original and mine. That was the, the, the bold move comes when I see that my uh, country manager said, yes, you can do that. My, uh, my friends that I trusted much, um, I asked them, do you think that I can? And that was, that was the day, actually. So um, it was a Wednesday and I said, I was talking to our country manager and said, yes, why not? Yes, try. We, we are always uh, behind you. And uh, there I take the step and quit the business. Uh, and thanks to him and all of my uh, ex-managers, they were always supportive for me. The, the biggest motivation here is, is like you are building something that, is, that doesn't exist. Yes, it is very difficult. I mean, when you are just in the journey, you fail every time. I mean, I cried a lot. I was planning to, to stop it like over 60 times maybe. Even once in a month time, I say, okay, I'm not doing this business anymore. But right now... Um, Seeing that I have a lot of impact on other people's lives and even uh, reducing carbon footprint, it is awesome that I feel because right now, thanks to Pavler, we don't need much airplane companies to, to carry cargo companies to use airplanes. So there'll be less carbon footprint. So regarding these type of things, uh, having a natural impact on, on people's life as well, um, gave me the motivation not to stop. So that was how I quit job and, and uh, start my own journey. I see there was also this big motivation of having something my own and also like having variety, something new, like a a new idea put into practice and you were already doing it in your com the companies you were working for i don't know if you know the term uh it, i think it's called intrapreneur yeah 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 that is correct yeah i i was reading it the other day and i thought it's amazing that people who have the entrepreneurial spirit can move things already in the companies they work for but I think for you, your cup got so full with you know ideas and motivation. It was time for you to go for your own business. Exactly, and also uh, sometimes you see that you want to show your vision, and uh, it's not very easy to to show it in a uh, in a like corporate firm uh, because like um, 
there might not be some budget for it. Uh, there's always a priority. So, and if it is a like, um, like over 10 years old company, then it's really very difficult to move fast. So, and if you want to show your vision fast enough, then it's, it's I mean, you already have to quit your job and become an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur, but yes, uh, I was an entrepreneur as well. Uh, like in 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 Shen Caracas, I created like five different uh, branches in the same company, so different departments I worked at. Uh, because I, I mean, if there is something that I keep doing as the same, uh, I just don't feel motivated. And uh, yes, that was a big motivation. And the reason why I said I wanted to have my own company uh is i mean there is a huge company culture lying behind it so i'm trying to get the the people who uh really want to have an impact on on nature like reducing carbon footprint or the people who want to uh help other people and um who really want to work uh like they are working for themselves not for me or for for a commercial firm and just working for money so uh, in our company we are right now like we are eight people and everybody have their own ideas and we really share uh, each of our motivational units so we're trying to to um, get all those ideas try to uh, implement it to pabler if, if there is any opportunity or else we are always helping each other or the the other people so uh, we are very dynamic so if there is something static which generally is not very easy for a corporate firm to to uh, become um, that, that's what I'm trying to build so mentioning that I want to have my own company is something that have an impact on on other people Yeah, I, I can sense that it gives a lot of meaning to you. Like you create, you work with people you want to work with. You create opportunities for making something good together. It's the dynamism that you always wanted to have exist through your work, and uh, you are doing good for the world. So it seems like a great mix uh, for you. How you want to experience working life and maybe even life in general. Yes, exactly so. So having gone through this uh, transition uh, from working in the corporate world, being an intrapreneur in the corporate world to having your own business, being an entrepreneur, how do you see one can uh, be better prepared uh, to start their own business? So there is this learning curve, uh, which is really costly. I always advise my, my colleagues or, or even I did it myself as well learn as much as you can do in the, the commercial firm or, or do as much as you can do or uh, fail as much as you can in that corporate firm because that doesn't cost a bit for you because you already earn your own money, uh, I mean, your own uh, employee's fee uh, per month. So there will not be any kind of, I mean, if it's not a big mistake, let's say, regarding monetary-wise, it's just really very good for you to learn it in the corporate firm so try to see each department who does what because when you start your own company you are doing hr you have to recruit people you have to 
when you're firing people, you have to know what to do. So you have to have that legal experience. Uh, even accounting, you have to do it yourself in the first months. Or like if you have never did any sales, you have to try doing that too. So try to get experience in each department. At least have a friend, uh, ask them what they do, how much time they spend doing what. Because sometimes you see they are doing like, it's just very easy for for uh, a salesperson to sell because this product is awesome. However, it is not. I mean, even if it is the best brand, it's not very easy to sell a product unless you know how to sell it. I think getting experience in, in that corporate firm uh, is the best thing they can do. And you also mentioned in the beginning, I think, like saving bootstrapping or did i make this up myself that that is correct actually uh yes uh, i mean bootstrapping is always uh very important and uh thanks to eric rise we did a lean startup which is like yes uh even like bootstrapping we had we were doing everything ourselves and we were taking it very lean uh not like um you don't have much budget for everything you don't like in the corporate firm you know that you can spend a huge amounts of money and you can do marketing you can do you can even hire a lot of people but here uh you start the business alone then you become like two people and then three maybe sometimes four but like getting over like dozens of businesses together uh with only four people it's just very tiring that's why actually bootstrapping times are very important uh, before raising any money. Uh, but it is the best moments of your lifetime because it's just like, um, it's like giving a birth, someone said. I don't know who, but like giving a birth to, to the project is like when you are bootstrapping because otherwise when the money comes in, uh, it's a little bit easier for you to scale up and show some uh, growth. But like starting the business and bootstrapping is really um, highly important. Yes. And I see for, well, I don't have a startup on my own business that it's like you, because the money is tight, you are focusing more on what is really important in your life, where you want to spend the money that you have, uh, maybe not as much as you usually had when you were working in a company, but you have, you have to plan. So you are caring more about what is really important for me. Do I need to shopping or do I want to just you know learn more buy books and so on that is very good and also I definitely advise everyone to visit all those like competitions startup events uh meetup groups they have to to follow and even join them and uh even pride activities in some of them they can definitely get an inspiration for what they want and we had the opportunity to pitch it to Jason Calacanis who is the uh one of the investors of Uber actually you don't know if you are going to fail or not uh, before you enter that competition. I really want everyone to be bold, trust themselves and try, even if it is like one month or two months of work, they should show it to everyone. They should ask their opinion. So sometimes people think that, okay, this is my idea. And if I tell it to someone, if uh, someone steals my idea what's going to happen the the biggest advice that I can give you is like idea is nothing execution is everything so if the other person is going to execute it better than you please let them do that because you 
you can find other ideas. Uh, however, if there is something wrong with your idea or there might be some huge contribution that may come from another person, just let them tell you what you are doing wrong or just ask everyone about their opinion so that you can see other perspectives about your idea. Yeah, that's a really important uh, contribution. I think a lot of people are scared to share their ideas because it will be stolen. And now I heard from you, like, idea is nothing, execution is everything. So you even get benefit from telling it. You learn um, what might be uh, like a hole in your idea or how you can make it better. Thank you for that. So, Duran, I know that you have... um, a lot of informational background also about startups. So you read a lot and you had already uh, read a lot when you met Guy Kawasaki. What is your favorite book or books uh, for people who are interested in the startup environment or being an entrepreneur? I love reading. So I read a lot of books, as you said, but like reading the right book at the right time is very important in startups. So I uh, I think it's good if they can start with uh, reading Eric Rye's Lean Startup and The Startup Way. Um, that might be the first books they should read and uh, Jim Collins, Good to Great. And then um, they uh, I highly recommend uh, Founder's Dilemma. They, uh, it should be read like in the beginning. So if you are like uh, trying to change your career and don't know what a startup is, but you're an entrepreneur or you just quit your business, what do, you don't know what to do. Uh, these are the books that, that I recommend you, you should read. And when you are just a little bit more mature, uh, I think Zero to One is one of the books that I recommend. And Hard Thing About Hard Things uh, is also the other book that I really think that when you are actually building a company and um, recruiting a lot of people, Hard Thing About Hard Things is is a really very helpful book. Uh, Of course, when you're scaling up, uh, Sean Ellis uh, wrote a book about growth hacking. So that's right now what I'm reading. And I really enjoy reading that book. So these are the books that I I, I recommend. Thank you so much for this contribution. It's super valuable. And uh, I will also look, look into these books. I got curious. Also, if you're interested in like the uh, magazine side of, of uh, commercial firms like Facebook and stuff, uh, you can read Chaos Monkeys. That was a very enjoyable book as well. So that uh, that one you can read as well. Oh, I would definitely. <laughs> I like this pop culture things. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, John. So tell me, how can people contact you for, I don't know, looking into your project, for getting your, picking your brain about startups or uh, however you want to be contacted? Uh, thank you very much. Well, um, even if you are an intern or, or if, if you want to... Um, like uh, come and work with us it doesn't matter wherever you live uh you can contact us from info at pabler.com and uh, or you can write us from instagram or facebook from at pabler and in twitter we are uh at pabler one so uh please do visit our website and give your um like feedback to us because we always want to improve ourselves 
so pablo.com is our website. We don't have our applications ready yet, but in February, the beginning of February, we are launching our uh, iOS and Android uh, apps at the same time. That's that's great. Thank you. I'm going to include them also on the episode notes on the website so people can directly click and reach you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jaran. It was a super pleasure talking with you and um, I'm looking forward to seeing your next projects. Thanks. It was a pleasure. I'm so happy that I had Jaran in this podcast. She was the first entrepreneur that we hosted and she gave us some ideas about how one becomes an entrepreneur and how one prepares for this life and stays in the process despite the failures and actually how to celebrate the failures because they all give us some new information and new connection. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who you think would benefit from it. And I would be thankful if you subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting platform and also you become a unique insider. Y-O-U-N-I-C-H Unique Insider is a community where we work together, create together so we can change our lives together so we all can be truly, naturally, authentically ourselves and change the world in our unique ways. Career change and transition is an ongoing process and it works best when you work with people who are going through the same challenges as you do. That's what we are trying to create in Unique. We had our first webinar where we set up a little group that will work together. And the next webinar is coming soon, so you will be notified about the dates if you become a member of Unique Insider. You will find the form to attend at the end of the show notes, the blog post that I write for this podcast episode. Please join us because we will work together, we will change our lives together and we will change the world together. Till the next episode, take great care of yourselves and others and talk to you soon.